0: Welcome back to Seesaw Life. I'm Brian Hoagley, brought to you by Side Channel. You can follow us anywhere on social media, following the hashtag CISO Life, or you can follow me down on Twitter and hit brianhoagley.com, shortcut link to my LinkedIn. As always, you can always drop a subscribe on YouTube where we are a lot of times. Anyway. Hope everyone's doing well. I wanted to go over a topic that's kind of near and dear to my heart. Obviously, something that we do quite a bit of uh, with Side Channel and what we've been focusing on and a lot of what this content centers around from, uh, from CISO Life is the CISO role. Well, there's a subset of the CISO role known as the CISO, or a virtual CISO, or fractional CISO, or CISO as a service. It Goes by many, name, many names, but the concept is this. You can't afford a full-time resource in that role. And I'll post what the uh, you know averages are of those costs for a full-time resource. So instead, you look at a fractional or a virtual CISO in order to fulfill that's, that security need that you still have within an organization. Just because you're smaller and you can't afford it doesn't mean that the risk of cybersecurity goes away um, on those you know pricing and like the costs uh we are seeing uh, there's some great information out from hitch partners they've got uh, phenomenal uh research uh kudos to michael piacente and that team over there seeing averages on east coast you know 300 350 400,000 plus for a full-time resource west coast pricing seeing something closer to six seven eight hundred thousand dollars for those full-time resources so if you're a mid-market company, what are you supposed to do knowing that you probably can't afford that full-time resource at those costs? Well, you have to explore other options and the fractional model uh, seems to work quite well. I can speak on behalf of SideChannel. Uh, we have over 50 clients who are leveraging this exact service to meet their needs. So what is it a VCSO is going to do? What is the role? Well, first, I think there's some foundational elements that need to take place along with anything else. Is there an experience in place from that person? Have they actually been a CISO before? Do they actually understand what the role? Or like I see sometimes, were you a director, uh, leader, potentially a CIO, you don't have the depth of background, you've never actually sat in the seat. You've done something similar, but you've never actually been there. Or even worse, I've seen some folks who just Launch a firm and just hang a shingle. And I applaud them for their work, but they've never actually been the CISO at an organization to understand what needs to go into it. Um, so I think experience matters quite a bit in the role. And I think that's a foundational element. On top of experience, you're going to have policy and programmatics. And this is building blocks, um, of a any really
1: any security program and that's squeaky
0: today um that's what we're looking for in a security program anyway so the vc so the person who is uh making this happen for your organization is the is the resource right so do they need to be full time to enable uh this type of a program into your organization do they need To be building the culture in the company? Do they need to be actually part of that C-suite? Or do you just need the experience out of that role, out of that resource, to be able to start building policies and programs? You know, think about it. Think about your organization. Is this a full-time role? It's a solid question to be asking yourself, really, anything you're trying to hire. So let's dig in a little bit to what is policy and program. So I believe a lot, obviously, in um, standards. Big fan of NIST. Shout out to uh, NIST, Ron Ross, and the team over there, big fan of the NIST cybersecurity framework. Policies and programs really need to be built on some type of
1: standard, right?
0: So is there some type of framework? Something that's guiding you. You're not just saying, oh, let's just build this policy over here and that's good. Why do you need that policy? Right? Frameworks are great to be able to leverage, to be able to figure out, is this helping me? Is this getting me in the direction of building the right program? That's very, very important when you start getting up into the nuances and the specifics of your cybersecurity program. So let's let's just take NIST, for example, as your, um, as your baseline. Right? So you're going to take NIST, and it could be the 800 series. It could be CSF. We'll pick CSF because, well... I happen to like this one quite a bit, um, and we're going to start building policies around that. Okay, those policies should start with some type of overarching information security policy. You need some type of blanket document that just basically says we have an information security policy. It exists for a reason, or uh, information security program. It exists for a reason. This is the powers that are kind of vested into the program, into the CISO that. Allow them to now execute eventually a program. Inside of the information security policy, you're going to have a variety of different policies. You can either do this as you have kind of two choices. You can do this as one single policy if you're small enough and it's easy enough, or you can do this as a multi set
1: of policies. Okay. And just
0: really kind of depends how robust do you need each of these policies can are you small enough are you a 50 100 person shop where you can basically just have one single policy that includes all things like an acceptable use policy right uh data governance so now i'm moving on to other areas before we build into programmatics an area kind of associated with policies are plans and plans are a different they're different than your policies policies are in, entitling you authorizing you on what can be done within an organization, what should be done. your plans or your your procedures um, are how do you do them? who does them? what are you doing? So this is a very important distinction and these need to be built out as well. So where again, your policies represent why your
1: plans. Or your procedures, right? Represent how
0: and who. Okay. So, your plans, key plans that you want to kind of get out of the gate, right? And this is again what you're looking at your VC so to implement and bring into your organization disaster recovery and incident response. Okay. These two are your key plans that really need to get um, a level of focus and get written out and tested, all the fun things. So make sure that you have these in place because these two in particular, they represent the things that when you need them, you don't wanna have to go try them out for the first time or have to write them. So IRDR, these are two plans that should be coming out of your policies, policy exercise delivered by your VC. So you should also wanna be able to figure out what type of um, data access systems, important uh, information, critical information, what do you have inside of your, your your business that makes your business very important, right? So what is your sensitive data, right? Um, also known as
1: the crown jewels, whatever you want to call them,
0: an inventory of this needs to happen. You need to figure out What is the thing that makes your business the most relevant, the most revenue, whatever it is, okay? There's a difference between a system that does a million dollars, you know, a year, and a system that does 50 million dollars a year. If given the chance to secure both, which one should you be focusing on? A vCISO is gonna be able to figure out, or CISO in in, in sole capacity, really figure out, well, what are those crown jewels? What are these systems? Who are uh, responsible for them? What are the protections that are in place? Again, th- these are all areas that need to be figured out and built into eventually your programmatics. So let's dig into some of those programatics. What, what needs to actually happen inside of an organization? First and foremost, you need to do some type of risk assessment, okay? And a risk assessment, is going to allow you to fully understand what do you have inside of the organization? How are you mapped to controls? What risks do you have from the outside that you need to be considering? This all goes into um, you know, uh, the, the process of determining what to secure first, second, and third. That is you know, actually done by an ancillary kind of process, known as a gap analysis.
1: You're gonna to wanna to do a
0: gap analysis and that basically tells you from where I am and what do I have today? What do I want to look like? Once you have that plan, right, you're gonna need some level of governance. So say we set the plan, we've identified what we have inside of the organization, we have a roadmap written. Well, now we need to actually govern that. And I like to do you know some type of orderly
1: governance,
0: right? of what's happening inside the organization. Are our policies still effective? Are our plans being executed and tested? Are the programs that we're putting into place, I'll speak about in a minute, are those actually performing at the level that we want? Is our risk assessment, do we need to do another one, right? Maybe we do a risk assessment in Q1, maybe we do another one in Q3, okay? This is not, uh, not hard to do, right? There's technologies out there to allow you to go do this. I like got Um you need to be able to govern what's going on. You're looking at things like, you know, account um, admin privileges, right? System access, vulnerabilities. You're looking at um, a variety of things. Maybe you've got pen test results um, that came back, and you need to now factor those in. There's a lot of things to govern inside of an organization. Center that on, you know, your standards, okay? Governance, checking. Are the controls that we have in place still accurately operating at the level which we expected? Okay. So you've got governance in place now. You start seeing this starts up, starts adding up. Is your CTO the one who's going to be able to keep up with all of this? You know, who's talking to your board? Who's talking to leadership? Who's talking to your customers? Who can articulate this entire narrative to your customer base, to regulators, to your board? Really where the VC so comes in for organizations that don't have finances to support a full-time resource. Now let's get into some other major programmatics. I'm gonna go quickly through here, but things like MSSP services, okay? We need to have some type of 24 by 7 monitoring. Somebody's got to be watching what's going on on the wire, okay? We're gonna need some type of incident response. What happens when things go boom in the night, right? Now we've got a bad day. What do we do about it? How do we actually respond, built on the plan, using the plan? focusing on the authorities given to you by the policy. Those IR exercises like tabletops and working with your supply chains to figure out where they fit in, working with your vendors to figure out where they actually come into the incident response plan. These are important programatics that need to be run. Again, who's managing this? You need to have some type of inventory, right? Beyond just the sensitive uh, and crown jewels, you really need to understand what makes up the environment. You need to have a level of support, you know, to IT this is huge that actually feeds into vulnerability management when you find results that are not to your liking out of your inventory out of your gap analysis how do you actually start addressing those vulnerabilities how do you discover them how do you put forth a remediation right from the lack of patching or known vulnerabilities in accordance with severity established from your vulnerability management policy How do you actually address privilege access? Okay. How do you oversee, govern, manage, audit the accounts for all the systems beyond that of a standard user? This is is probably the area that bites most organizations, you know, in the backside when they start looking at a, um, you know, why did they get breached? Why was there an incident? So you start seeing there's a lot of programs that should really start going into place you know in an organization i think the last two I'll, I'll highlight is third party risk management how does your supply chain look how is you know are you getting assessed you've got outgoing you've got incoming okay incoming being your customers are asking you about your security posture outgoing are you asking your vendors about their security posture are you making decisions on that and then you've got cyber training
1: or at least training how are you
0: actually building in Cyber as a way to teach folks. Hint, use HR. They're already talking to them about training. Get this into that, that plan. Last not least, enterprise application security. So AppSec, right? A lot of organizations out there that fit the mold of needing a VC so are building applications. Their company is their product. How are we determining what the application security is? What does the uh, uh, secure uh, development lifecycle look like? What's the CICD pipeline look like? look like how are you feeding vulnerabilities into the backlog right so again here are just this isn't even it but this is a a good chunk of what you're expecting out of a security program and really having an established person who understands how this works what needs to get done comes back to experience experience matters quite a bit when it comes to building these out so when you're looking for a provider for a vc so provider or an individual these are the areas you should be asking about. These are the areas that you want them to focus in on. Again, this is not the end all be all for a cyber program, but I'll tell you, these are some very core foundational elements. These are some very good elements to have in place. And like, let's just say you had nothing at all. These would be great areas to go start with. So again, we want to build something on experience on top of that with, with somebody with experience. So Again, we want to have someone in the role of the VC. So that has the experience, of having been a CISO, right? Very important to be able to draw from those experiences, that expertise. You're gonna to wanna to build your policies and a set of programs to implement a set of plans that then can shape these types of programmatics. And those programmatics ranging from risk assessments to figuring out what the right MSSP is, to being able to actually move through a tabletop of your instant response should something bad happen, implementing inventory support to IT, vulnerability management, privilege access, third-party risk management, cyber training, apps, that just keeps going. Anyway, I'm Brian Hoagley with Side Channel. I hope you enjoyed this overview of what is a VCSO, at least in my mind. Again, you can check us out anywhere on CISO Life. Feel free to reach out to Side Channel at sidechannel.com. If you're looking for this type of a service, happy to uh, put you in touch with any one of our uh, folks. Very capable and very happy about who we have on the team. And we're growing. So. I'll check you
1: next time. Be safe. Be good. Thanks.